want to thank all of you for not being here today and not having this meeting with me or, or being seen on your way out. The following episode of The Walking Dead Podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Audible.com is the premier source of spoken audio information and entertainment on the internet. Choose from their extensive catalog of over 215,000 audio programs from leading audiobook publishers, comedy specials, magazine and newspaper publishers, business information providers, as well as many other products. Audible is also the preeminent provider of spoken word audio podcasts for Apple's iTunes Store. In addition to audio programs from outside publishers, Audible.com introduces Audible Studios, matching the most imaginative and esteemed authors with the world's best performers, including Academy Award winners, respected stage actors, and Juilliard graduates. Audible Studios produces a diverse catalog of engaging audio ventures for every age. Sign up today for your free, no-obligation trial membership at audibletrial.com forward slash dead. You'll get a free audiobook, and you'll be helping to support The Walking Dead podcast. So head on over to audibletrial.com forward slash dead and start a new adventure today. And now, we're pleased to present the latest episode of The Walking Dead Podcast. We always think there's going to be more time. It's the Walking Dead Podcast. Got any advice for me? Yeah, I'd say make a lot more. This is the Walking Dead Podcast, a podcast dedicated to the Walking Dead television show on AMC and the Walking Dead comic from Image Comics. Come on, come on! Back here! So sit back, relax, and join the herd. Mr. Gary. Wait, who's that? I don't know. Is it me? I think so. <laughs> I'm Gary. Oh, that's right. I'm Mr. Gary. That Gary's um, my name. Yeah. I'm sorry. I had you know confusion moment there. Um, yeah, hi, I'm Mr. Gary. Um yes. and um, I'm happy to be here. Thank you for inviting me, Scott. I, I really appreciate uh, it. I didn't invite you. You're what? entitled to be here. <laughs> I am. You're the boss. I work for you. What are you kidding? Whoa. Whoa. Okay. Um, commandant. You're the commandant. Yes, the, the, uh, you're the midnight to eight man. You're the commandant. Yeah. I'm the uh, the owner of Walking Dead Podcast Enterprises, and um, I'm happy to be here. Oh, so I, thank you. This is the first I'm hearing of that part, but uh, <laughs> see the thunder is going out because, you know, 
God is watching, Gary. God is watching. (laughs) All right. Well, before we get into the fun for today, we have our sanctified boilerplate session. Mm -hmm. So I um, turn it over to our general counsel, uh, Gary Esquire. Take it away, sir. I'm uh, Mr. John LaRoquette over here. Uh, I'm going to read the sanctified sanctified boilerplate. Wait, Um, you said you would kill me. I lied. Go ahead. <laughs> Remember he played, he played a Klingon? John yeah, he did. he did. I was thinking Night Court, which is what made me think of... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Anyways, um, but and uh, as always, you can leave your comments and feedback by emailing us at twdpodcast at gmail.com, or you can post a comment on our Facebook page, which is facebook.com forward slash walking dead podcast. I think it's still out there somewhere. I mean, we, we try to keep it alive. even though I cannot our, confirm or deny that because yeah. I have no idea. <laughs> Our love for Facebook is waning, but um, you know, I mean, we could tell you if it's still there, but we'd have to kill you. So, um, yeah, (laughs) we're just not going to talk about that then. Um, But uh, also, our sponsor, Audible, uh, is really awesome, and it's a really great service that me and Scott both have had plenty of use out of over the years. Oh yes, yes. AudibleTrial.com slash dead will copy you a free Audible trial where you get a free audiobook. You don't have to pay anything. You can cancel it. You don't owe anything. If you like the service, you can keep going at a reduced rate and, you know, keep getting free audiobooks. Or not free audiobooks, but you, you get, get audiobooks and audio contents, all sorts of things. Um, it's great. Uh, they have newspapers, books, business programming, I think is one of the things they mentioned. Um, mm-hmm. All podcast. sorts of cool stuff. They have, their own, they have their own original programming, too, um, and mm-hmm. uh, podcasts as well. Exactly. And you can always get that. Anytime you can get a free one, one audiobook for free from us, go to audibletrial.com slash D-E-A-D, get a free audiobook and help us out. So let them know we sent you. On top of that, we got to always make a comment for uh, Death Squad Z. I've actually been playing a little more again. I don't know if you noticed, Scott. I I'm not, did, I did. Uh, I'm not anywhere near where I was, but I'm, I'm uh, you know, starting to dip my toe back into it and really get more into the game. Um, yeah, so uh, Death Squad Z. Guys, it's really fun. Um, they keep adding new characters all the time. They now have um, uh, what's the orange stormtrooper's name? Mercer. Mercer, that's right. Uh, and Princess was a fairly relatively new one. Also, Yumiko is now in the game. Yumiko, um, yeah. And they keep adding new people all the time. They also now even have I. You might have mentioned this to me, but I didn't realize it was a thing. The um, you can now have uh, like a helper or I forget what they call it in the game support character. You oh, can have yeah, yeah. Shiva the tiger, dog, or a whisperer mask. And I don't really yeah. know what that does. But uh, they, they each, <clears throat> each of those things supposedly has some special, special assistance power. But I'm like, I'll be honest with you. I, you know, the, it's one of those things that takes a long time to accumulate. So I'm, I'm just, yeah, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's like any of these mobile games. The the other extra stuff can can really help uh, your game, but it also takes some time to get them. But it's uh, I don't know what they're going to do, so I'm interested. Yeah. Uh, then my problem is I'll see these new things. I'm like I don't care, and then I'll use them, and I'm like, oh, wow. Yeah. Like for me, for the longest time, I barely used the grenades and the um, mm-hmm. the uh, health kits. I would just mm-hmm. let uh, all that type of stuff. I let those mm-hmm. accumulate, and then I suddenly realized how helpful they are. Oh yeah. Um, I think it's going to be the same thing probably with these uh, these new survivor uh, survivor 
helpers or whatever they yeah. call them. Yep. Um, those things, like when you have one of those, I bet they're really cool. But you got to save a lot of points to get them. Um, mm-hmm. Like Scott said, uh, it takes a while to build up. You get a handful of missions every day. You get a few you gotta, points. You got to play. You got to play consistently. They they keep you glued in. Um, So anyways, that's Death Squad Z in the Walking Dead No Man's Land game. Get free stuff. We'll give you free stuff. We help each other out. We do bigger missions that can get us more stuff. Uh, Unlock your favorite characters and apparently pets now. So uh, that's the thing. Um, (laughs) Walking Dead No Man's Land, Death Squad Z. Join us and uh, have fun with me and Scott and all our friends like uh, Gem 5 and Weezer Swole and um, Severely Stoked and all our favorite uh, friends. All right. Warriors all. You know, they actually, one of the other characters they, they released, I think it was the one before Princess was T-Dog. Oh, right. Yeah. T-Dog still, the, the, nobody wants them to freak. They don't want anybody to forget about T-Dog because, you know, unfortunately, how long did he last? <laughs> hey, we can play as Beth now too. Remember her? Yeah, Beth. I don't know what in the hell they were thinking there. It's I like when Beth died. Uh, character. Yeah, when Beth died, I remember people saying on other podcasts, "Oh, a major character was dying." I'm like, what? But major <laughs> character? Beth was not a major character. She was a major character in her last two episodes. Okay. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> they had an arc for her to, so she could die. Yeah, they literally so, built her up for the first half of that season, and that was it. All they needed was Pretty the red ever. shirt. Yeah. All they needed was red shirt. All right. Well, thank you very much, Gary Esquire. Appreciate of course, it. you're welcome. Uh, for, I'll send for... your bill. I'll send you a bill. Your invoice will be in your inbox. You do that. <laughs> <laughs> Monopoly money, good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's all I take. Bitcoin. Oh. Uh, no, I don't have any of that. I was gonna say I'll get like like point one billionth of a cent in Bitcoin. I mean that that you know that's the thing. I, I have no idea how that works. Me neither, really. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. All right, well, now we finished our, our legal requirements portion of the show. So now on to our main event, our recap discussion of Season 11, Episode 3, Hunted. Also wanted to I forgot to point out in the beginning there that uh, this is episode 239 of the podcast oh yeah it is think, think about that when we started it was episode 81 wow yep we did most of those together few we did on our own you did the first half of season 10 uh, alone which I thought those episodes were very good Thank you. And I enjoyed them. And, I, and I you had to sure. cover a few times and do a few on your own. And they always came out great. Yeah, it's it's it's, um, it's a labor of love, Gary. It's a labor it of love. And it's definitely a different beast doing it on your own. 100%. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I remember I used to listen to a. I used to listen to a podcast that was about Gotham, believe it or not. And the guy was from Ireland and he did it by himself. And I'm like, you know, as much as I'm interested in that, I can't really sit and listen to this guy talk for an hour to himself yeah i can't blame you <laughs> but, uh, we're much better than that see because you know, of course of course yeah. we're podcast professionals exactly exactly 
Yes. Self-trained. Uh, <laughs> yeah, definitely self-taught. hundred <laughs> percent. Well, I had, uh, I had two words that occurred to me in the opening sequence of this holy and shit. Yeah. I'm right there with you. I it was, that was a, um, it really reminded me, it was reminiscent, and I do this a lot, such and such reminds me of this other thing, was the beginning segment of 28 Weeks Later, mm. the sequel to 28 Days Later. Yeah. Where the beat, the first 10 minutes is like constant movement and fighting off the things. Uh, yeah. So you know, staying is, like within the franchise, to me, it reminded me very much of like kind of the whispers combined with the wolves. Yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah, yeah. smarter and more coordinated, but also very Whoa. ferocious and just fast. You know, just yeah. running around, just doing stuff super fast in the dark and very coordinated, very smart, uh, prepared, you know, armed, whatever. Um, just like very efficient. And, you know, the masks, of course, think of the whispers and whatever. But yeah. um, very much reminded me of that whole uh, the wolves when they first exploded that one time. Mm-hmm. And you just you had no idea what was going on, and like, uh, just very quick and ferocious and dark. The darkness helped, like, with the uh, amping of the tension. But I think that was really effective. I never really got what the wolves' motivation was. Why they killed everybody? I mean, it's not. I mean, they <laughs> yeah. just killed everybody and like would stick them in a a cargo carrier. As a walker, I'm like, I don't know what. So, but I mean, I remember the behind the scenes segment that they said they wanted to shoot this this segment of the show from Maggie's point of view, and where everything's just kind of going around and she's at the center of it. And I think yeah. that that really they really accomplished that well, um, and they did it in the. It was just a really uh, free flowing, energetic choreographed piece i thought it was very very well done and i'm just with the darkness and then and then people running by and doing like hit and run strikes like that guy that slashes gabriel's face with the the knife Uh, it kind of reminded me have you seen the new suicide squad movie no i haven't i only saw the first half of it so far but um was that good it was good um Man, I don't know if I should. I don't want to spoil you in it, but basically, the the whole setup of the movie, the first bit, is a flash forward where you see a bunch of crazy things happen, like mm. right in the beginning, and then yeah, they yeah, show they, you, and then they flash to like right. previously, just showing the setup of how everything happened and whatnot. Um, so you just come into like Saving Private Ryan, basically, right. like just like things are going nuts and you don't know what's going on. You just thrust in the situation, absolutely, yeah, and then you rewind and you realize what the whole setup was for everything. It kind of, I thought that's the way they were going to go with this, where I thought they were showing this scene with Maggie and most of our main characters, um, you know, okay. just getting attacked and swarmed. Yeah. And then they were going to flash back. And the most of the episode was just going to be them walking and talking and stuff, but they totally went the other way where they yeah. just were thrust into the action. And then the action kept getting ratcheted up and they kept getting thrust into different situations where like different things were happening. And, um, very dark and very crazy and frantic and fun like i just i was on the edge of my seat in the way i haven't been for a lot of walking dead episodes lately oh yeah no i'm right there i think the last time i was really like captivated by it was the one um when they right after they got to alexandria and the herd broke in Mm. and it was just nonstop. it was like remember kevin smith described the episode as you're receiving oral servicing and it just doesn't (laughs) stop yeah uh that's what the the episode was like um yep but I mean, like Negan gets stabbed in the leg, and I, I like he handled it the way. Son of a bitch! 
Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it was, it, I thought it was, it was extra horrifying because you can't really see them except in flashes. And then that the, the best scene is the way it ended where Maggie picks up that, the, the other guys like that ax thing and she knows. Oh, yeah. some, and then, and then immediately flings it and the guy like does like arrow style and jumps out of the way. And just at the last minute. And then when he turns around, she's gone. Yeah. I thought that was really good. And, and, you know, they said again that they want to do it from her point of view, make her kind of the center of this segment. But then they also kind of moved into it in the rest of it when she's going towards that warehouse. They wanted to do it more like a standard horror movie where, you know, it's creepy, crawly. Mm. And then the guy, like all of a sudden she turns around and he's there. And it reminded me that I don't know if it is it the I know what you did last summer, the guy that wears that kind of white ghoul mask. Oh, uh, Scream. Scream, that's it, yeah. Yep. It kind of reminded me of that that uh, whole motif. I've never seen the Scream movies. I just know that from the, the trailer. But uh, um, when she throws him down the stairs, and then he starts, a second later, he starts running back up the stairs. Yeah. It's like when Daryl threw Baited down the elevator shaft, and then a few minutes later, Baited's up the elevator shaft, and it's like, yeah. you know, Ain't nothing but a thing, no. <laughs> yep, totally. I never thought of that connection, but yeah, that's yeah. definitely yeah, very similar. Yeah. So, I remember when they first introduced the beta character in the game. I was like, I don't feel comfortable using him. <laughs> Fair. And I, I don't. <laughs> yeah, I don't use either. Alpha either. They creep me out. Yeah, she's actually kind of a decent hunter, but I don't use her either. Yeah, I use uh, Shane. Because he has exploding bullets, and any other hunter or shooter gets exploding bullets if they're with him. And then Abraham oh. with a grenade launcher, and then I usually use survival Daryl, survivalist Daryl with the with the scythe. It's a good combination. That sounds it, man. Very well. Of thought course, out. yeah. Of course, conveniently, Maggie disregarded the Walking Dead podcast rule number one, Gary, that there is always at least one zombie inside every building. <laughs> This is yeah. basic, people. We went over this <laughs> several years ago. Where were all of you? I mean, just like two episodes ago, they were Mission Impossible styling into a building where there were zombies everywhere. It, it's what happens. There's at least one in every building. Just in every be smart. <laughs> Around every corner. We've seen a handful of days out of these people's lives, and they're still making the same mistakes. Never mind. You think? We, we, we beat this drum. You every think? Time. You think? We're like, I'm not going in there. Yep. Um, I almost wonder if these people, I don't know who they are, are actually the League of Assassins because they just they're a little <laughs> bit too good at fighting and dodging and, and skulking around. I mean, they do. It reminds me literally of those people. That's a very Arrow. good comparison, actually. Yeah. Or in Arrow yeah. or in the uh, Dark Knight movies like um, the League, League of the, Shadows, the Chris, yeah. Chris Nolan movies. Yeah. League of Shadows, the League of Darkness, those those um assassin type DC villains, definitely very uh, ninja esque, like with the quick assassin motions. Um, the Black Widow movie too, like those kind of uh, I forget like what they call the group. That I did actually kind of like that. Mm. Um, it was very fun. It was a typical Marvel movie kind of, but good. Um, but anyways, those kind of like assassin type comic book characters where they're based on ninjas and like have that kind of very quick, fast motion. It reminded me very much of that. It occurs to me. Uh, that these reapers act in the way that Maggie was talking about when she was saying that people are mainly just savages now, that Alexandria and the type of people over there are very rare. Yeah. Um, it seems that their journey for food 
is kind of a representation of that, uh, how bad things have deteriorated to the point that everyone is so desperate that more and more people have passed the point of being too far gone. The thing I don't like about it is they've done this kind of thing before, where there's some group that's just nuts and they do shit that's nuts. And, and yeah. But they're like zealots. The wolves are a perfect example. I don't understand what what they think everybody else. I mean, how do they think they'll live if they kill literally everybody they come in contact with? Yeah, even they kind of showed that kind of separation with the kids. We're like um, Herschel, you know, little mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Glenn's kid. Um, you know, he was so used to that kind of crappy, you know, preserved road food whatever that was that uh you know the other kids were kind of like a little more sheltered and like we don't like this excuse me I'm sorry. were they eating bugs yeah he's like well it's better than eating the spiders i guess um well but, you know it kind of reminded me of like what you're saying the disconnect of like maggie having to deal with the reapers and like all this crazy stuff going on and this group for even being as tough as they are and what they've gone through is still pretty sheltered just to the new way things are going out there um so it's interesting are these the people that attacked her colony because i'm not clearing it because they're nowhere near there but are these the same people that's what i'm assuming they fit the description of what she said before you is by the time you realize that that they're there it's too late they're already yeah i I, that's what I think that's what they've been building up to. They haven't actually expressly said that as far as I know, even in the, um, I, don't, I haven't watched Talking Dead, but those little behind the scenes clips at the end of the AMC Plus episodes. Um, yeah. I don't think they've mentioned that this group is specifically that group, but the way like that whole scene went, that opening scene, yeah. they'll all be taking out, you know, in the flashes of darkness and they don't even know what's going on barely by the time they're basically dead. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of reminds me of, what Maggie was saying about how she lost her first group or they're um, being grabbed by ropes and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, they, like, and they were showing that all these little um, sharp objects are being thrown. I mean, uh, like white spikes. Yeah. Have you seen that one? No. Tomorrow war. I know what you're talking about, but I haven't seen it. Uh, yeah, I would, I would recommend it. Mm-hmm. I would I've heard recommend good things. it. Uh, I think it's right on my alley. I definitely want to watch it. I do not agree with the assertion by one critic that it's it's Starship Troopers for dummies. <laughs> it's not it, it, the only comparison has a Starship Troopers is that the aliens, the bad aliens, are sort of insect like. But other than that, the, it's nothing like Starship Troopers. Peoples just you can't make some people happy, Gary. Yeah, some people just want to complain no matter what. I mean, where else are you going to find the combination of Chris Pratt and Ivan Strahovski? That's a pretty movie? awesome combination. In I'm one not even going to lie. I mean, you're not Two gonna, of my I TV mean, favorites, right? Yeah, you're not going to. Yeah, you 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 watched Ed, if I recall, right? And she, yes. She was on. And, was it yeah. Ed? Was that the name of it? Uh, Chuck, oh, no, sorry. Chuck, Chuck. Chuck. Ed yep. was another one. Ed was the yep. one with Tom Cavanaugh. Right, um, right. Yeah. Yeah, she was uh, on Chuck. And then... Um, of course, you probably people know Chris Pratt more as um, um, what's this Star character? Lord. Star Lord, and then from Jurassic Park and Parks and Rec too. You know, oh, was he on that? I didn't know that. Yeah, he was a one of the stars of that one. Okay. Um, so, uh, what do you think about the whole um, the transitioning a little bit, the whole warehouse scene? Well, the um, I thought it was very well done. 
um, and I uh, I thought it was a, a really good choreographed fighting where they you know the the bad guys got up in there and there was more than one, and that I I really liked when he had Maggie down and she used her leg to hold his arm while she punched him several times yeah. and was trying to grab that and and got lo- got loose enough to grab that bottle and then stab him. Mm-hmm. I thought that was that represented some very good and realistic um, self-defense fighting. And Me too. I think it was um, Scott Gimple said when he was, when they introduced Jesus into the show that, because Jesus seemed to be pretty squirrely and skilled because he was throwing Rick and Daryl around when they were trying to capture him. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, this is a couple years ago now, nobody, it's been so long, but um, he said, you're going to encounter more and more people like that because all the people who are skilled like that are the ones that survive. The people that survive are the ones survive because they're, they're skilled and they're, they're capable and you don't find too many people that can't because they got killed off. So I just thought it it worked well. And I, I love, I thought it really works for the, well, for the, the plot that Deacon is the one that saves her. Yeah. When that guy throws a grenade, although they said in the, in the, behind the scenes that he very clearly chose her rather than saving Alden, which I'm totally cool with that. Alden's annoying. Me too. Also, I didn't really, like you said, I didn't really fully think of it that way until I saw the behind the scenes thing. Yeah. Um, But that was definitely a thought in their heads as the writers that Negan made a very clear choice that he's like, I decided I'm going to try to save this one instead of that one. Um, Mm -hmm. Which also I agree with. I'd yeah, rather have Maggie uh, than Alden. So yeah. when, 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 given that Maggie and and Negan are such uh, uh, an antithesis characters, it, it. Well, I mean, they they could be seen as the antithesis characters, but they could also be seen as lovers, as in the the creator of Bruce Wayne. Correct. I'm I'm glad you picked up on that. I find it funny that they played Bruce and Martha Wayne, or Thomas and Martha Wayne. Well, I mean, I got that from actually you saying that a few episodes ago, too, because yeah. you've been mentioning that a couple of times. That like, it seems like they're pairing them together now that Maggie's back, um, which also is great dynamic tension and fun for the show. Um, but yeah. on top of that, it's also kind of funny because they both played Bruce Wayne's parents together as after having already. Oh, sorry. After having already done Walking Dead together. Then they yeah. did Batman. Then now they're uh, back I mean, they, together they, again. They, they did Batman for what ten seconds? Yeah, <laughs> it was like so, maybe one day on set. But you know, <laughs> so I think so, we'll be in agreement here. Uh-huh. I think we'll be in agreement. Who's the episode's MVP? I think that would have to be Negan. Yeah, I mean it's the lines. I, I I just I, I laughed when I said, "Okay, so we're going toward the screaming." Cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you had a few yeah, good lines that episode, yes. especially like what got me too. like not only is the MVP and just being badass and cool and awesome, and good at the action um, and killing zombies and all that. Uh, what to me really got me was that scene with um, him and Maggie trying to convince her to like let Alden go or, or whatever. Um, no, and she then, has to make the decision. And, yeah. and she reverted to her typical thing of lashing out like at Negan. Well, yeah, but we're only in this situation because you destroyed everything we had in our whole oh, infrastructure. Sorry. And that's why we had to do this. And like, you could see her, like she's really just lashing out at him. Cause she doesn't want to have to make the decision, but also that's still in her that, uh, you know, hatred for Negan and all the yeah. sadness for everything they've lost and all that. 
Um, but Negan took that, swallowed, and said, but you still have to make the decision. I like he was just basically expressionless because she's yeah. absolutely she's absolutely right though. He but was expressionless, the first one. but you could tell like it hit him too. Like he was a little maybe a touch of sadness there. You know, like there was something there. Like it's like okay, I get it. But you're just gonna lash out at me. But you still have to make the decision. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I thought, yeah, he's, uh, yep, the dynamic there is a really good plot device. And then, like, that scene right be- at the very end when when uh, they're alone and they leave and uh, Negan has just clubbed, uh, just crowbarred this uh, zombie. And then they turn and the, all they show is Maggie looking at him and all you see from his side is that the blood dripped crowbar. Yeah. It's more like, it seems to be the reminder. Okay. This guy, you know, this guy could, is he, you know, possibly use it on her. Although it's, and she just is like, I I love how though, with the imagery and stuff, they keep playing on that and they make it very intentional where it's like the way it was like the cocky way he was holding Lucille with Glenn and Abraham's remains dripping off of it. Yeah. And it's very harking back to that with just her in the frame of this weapon with blood dripping off of it. Such a cool like thing. Um, and the way they framed that shot and the way just like with that one image showed so much. Um, yeah. Even though Negan in the end didn't do anything because he's not that guy anymore on that level. Um, it, but just the, the threatening aura around all of it was really cool. I'm wondering if they do that in a book. If Maybe. that's a thing in the book, of the dynamic between Maggie and Negan in the book, did they go through that whole thing? It might be. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I know that they're supposed. I, I to my to my uh, mixed feelings, I found out in fact Princess is indeed a character from the book. Um, I was, yeah. I wasn't sure about how I felt. I wasn't sure how I felt about that, although the character's <laughs> kind of grown on me a little bit. But I was wasn't sure. Although you can tell that um, although the actress Paula Lazaro, I think her name is, is has done some things before and and has written some things. You can tell this is her first really big gig. Yeah, when she was on the Talking Dead. I mean, she just wouldn't. She she did a lot of talking. On the, yeah, <laughs> a lot of talking on on the Talking Dead, and and you can tell it's like, I think that's her first big thing. So I mean, I think she's doing a good job. I don't know anything about the character in the book, so I don't know how close she's getting it, but she seems to be doing. It. I mean, it's it's really believable. And and I, I, agree. I like I said when I saw her, I go, I wonder if she's Puerto Rican. And uh, indeed, and she is, right? not only is the character, but the actresses as well. Oh, well. So, so um, yeah, I'm always interested to see um, more actors who are from Puerto Rico in the in big projects because I have a, um, some family connections to Puerto Rico. So, yeah, that um, so was interesting to see. So, um, yeah, I. I in, in addition to that stuff with Negan and, and what was going on with Maggie, I, uh, I also thought that those one scene with Gabriel was fantastic mm-hmm. because I, I just love the progression, the evolution of that character, how he was this guy you hated. It's almost like Negan and it's almost a, a parallel track with Negan. I, I hated Negan. Negan was bad, especially after he killed 
I mean, it wasn't such a shock to me watching it because I'd already read that point in the book. But I mean, when I read that part in the book, when he kills, because he only kills Glenn in the book, because Abraham's already been long dead since at that point. When he kills Glenn, it just so to me, it was just so egregious and, and, and gratuitous and, and unnecessary. And I just and he was like joking about it while he was doing it. And uh, I really was really made a connection with me reading this. I mean, it's, it's, it's horrible to watch. Um, but, uh, and then now I really like Negan as a character um, and enjoy his antics now. And, and whereas before you're like, Oh my, and it was kind of funny when, when he did it before, but I'm like, he talks so much, a tiger snuck up on him you know, in the, in the, in the comic and in the, in the show. Yeah. So, you know, and with Gabriel too. Gabriel was this guy you hated, and he's he's evolved into this character that's just really, you know, uh, a leader and and really has a good perspective on things. I don't know how he again. I don't know how he can still be a be a, a preacher in this. Yeah. Still believe in all that. So it would be difficult for me, but I love it. It when, seems like this is his kind of falling from grace kind of arc. Yeah. Yeah. But he, I, I love it how the one guy is asking him for mercy and all that, and then he goes, "God isn't here anymore," and then kills him. I'm like he's same thing, like what he did with um, uh, the Robert Patrick character. Oh yeah, that we can't, we couldn't bring him back. He was, he was crazy. He killed his own brother. <laughs> was he though? Uh, well, he was, he was relatively speaking, no more or less. Oh, no, I know. I was, I was rhetorical. I was just joking around, like, because Gabriel, oh, yeah. like, yeah, was he Gabriel. Though, like, or do you just want to just do that? Okay. I, I'm cool with whatever. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> it's like Alden, I would have left his ass too. Um, just because he's annoying. So, um, Definitely. but I have a comment on that. But anyway, it seems the Reapers are possibly some kind of religious fanatics. I was like, oh, please really this but uh i guess it was only and i can i can hear edward blake the comedian going uh, i suppose it was just a matter of time yeah 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 that that character being played by jeffrey dean morgan in watchman but uh oh, right in reference to Alden, I believe the Otis principle applies. Do you remember what the Otis principle is from season I two? Believe, if I remember, it's uh, you don't have to out, you don't have to be able to outrun the zombies. You just have to be able to outrun Otis. That's right. You just have to be able to outrun Otis. And I think that applies to Alden. You don't have to really worry about it. You just, you but know, can you, you fly, Bobby? You don't, are you just saying that because you don't care for Alden, though? Oh, definitely. <laughs> me too <laughs> definitely this is like robocop yeah. can you fly bobby <laughs> uh yeah so no yeah. i don't i don't like alden alden's a little i'm with you i kind of hope he goes the way of otis myself yeah i think they will come back and find him tied to a they'll find him another one tied to one of those those th- oh, i wonder like what they this post yeah i wonder what what that's about hmm I don't know. That seems you know, like until, the, I, when you said that, I'm like, yeah, they did seem to have because of that one guy that religious bent. But then having a guy tied to a post that says Judas definitely amps that up even more. There is a religious mm-hmm. overtone in there of some sort. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, well, you know, the wolves, they, they came across uh, people that the wolves murdered and then tied up to or nailed up or whatever to to poles like that, too. 
So I don't know, it seems to kind of cult this behavior. And then there was something else I saw that led me to believe that in uh, kind of a spoilery way uh, that we won't get into because we'll discuss it okay. next week. So, and I, I, my big question of the night is how in the hell are there any wild horses left? <laughs> they would be killed for food or eaten by zombies. And yet there's like Mustangs riding around like it's out in Colorado or something or Nevada. Didn't they say those horses escaped their enclosure? They may have. I don't remember I, that. I, I, maybe I'm wrong, but I thought they were trying to chase their own horses that got you, away. You, you may have a point there. So, yeah. I and the horses seem to be um, uh, warm to the people rather quick. So it's clear that the animals. Yeah, I guess you're right. You know, I think there's many ways one can show something that's unpleasant. Yeah. And a lot of times. I already know what you're going to say. On TV, they get too much into the show, don't tell. And I think that the there are, it's better if you do something really unpleasant to sort of show just enough so you, you understand what's going to happen, but then you don't have to see it. And I, I really did not have to see, I really did not appreciate them keeping that scene in there where she, I know why she did it. But where she she slits the horse's throat and we hear the horse, you know, make the noise it does when it's and then she, you know, I, it just really unnerved me because I just, honestly uh, I'm with you. Even you could you could frame it as a humane act if you want to, that she was putting the horse out of its misery. Oh, um, was the horse but, injured? Yeah, I believe that was the one. It, I don't know if it was bit, but it was like. She wasn't just going I to kill the horse. I didn't pick that. I thought she was killing the horse for food. No, I forget if it was either bit or it was already injured. And they like. Oh, oh, I see. I did not. I missed that. I, I don't know how I yeah. completely missed that part. All right. Well, that that's that makes me feel better about it. I think but even even still, have... even me noticing that part of it, or if that is the case, which I think it is, um, it still just came off really bad. And made Carol just look bad and gruesome. And um, I mean, still it's her going through her grief, you know, but they could have showed her being a little upset about it and then getting the horse to lay down and then she's comforting it. And then you see her take out the knife and then the camera shifts away. Mm -hmm. It shifts away. And and then later on, you see later a minute later, you see her come out of the whatever you come out of wherever they were and and just looking at her hands and and then washing the hands and kind of crying that would have really you would have known what she did and you would have known why and and but yeah, yeah. i didn't there is well, I mean, some go ahead giving props though to melissa mcbride she really did act pretty well out of that scene i know it's a little crude maybe or whatever yeah, you, no, you would say that um showing the cutting of the neck but you could show even even though i do as I do believe it was, because I, I think they said that um, there was more of a pity kill kind of thing to like, oh, you know, yeah. put the horse out of its misery. Um, you can even see, even just doing it, even as much as she's been through and as, yeah. you know, unhinged as she's been, you could tell even she was like tearing up doing it. Like she didn't want to do it and she felt horrible doing it, but she knew someone yeah. had to do it. So she did what, it. Now that you're telling me this, I guess I just missed that part because that 
it, it puts it into a much better context for me watching it. And it, it seemed like, yes, I know. She, I thought she was killing it for food, but if she was killing it because it was injured, that's, that was what they used to do when a horse would break its leg. They would have to put it down because they, there was no way they could get the horse to not move the leg to, yeah. for it to heal. Right. So, and then, a, and then a horse that can't, walkers yeah all right well i'm glad we talked i'm I'm glad we talked about that gary i feel a lot better now well i hope you do and i hope i'm not disproven in the next week that they just mention oh yeah uh carol just killed that horse for no reason for for food um because i'm pretty sure they said that horse is already injured yeah i'm going to be in denial about that if they say that's what the case i'm just going to go with what you said so i'm not no yeah, I didn't, that's I didn't, my head for now anything, because other, otherwise carol goes from just like kind of sketchy to straight up no yeah so, and I, yeah. I gotta be honest other than that i couldn't care less about what was going on, Carol. <laughs> the whole find yeah, the horse reminds me of that one diverged when okay she's gonna find shit for soup and and daryl's gonna fix a motorcycle all right yeah yeah Dang, I'm I'm missing black. I, I'm I'm choosing to watch this rather than Black Lightning, and this is <laughs> that is a really good show. I am I must say Black Lightning is. I I wish I had watched it when it was actually on, but um, yeah, I'm enjoying it. It's really well done and really well written. And anyway, so um, I agree. I, I, what happened to the musician guy? He was like in two seconds of one episode, and then he's gone. Where's he up? I forget. Did he go? I think he went exploring or something or to go somewhere specific. Didn't he? I don't know. I don't know. It's just like he he was a part of Magna's group. I don't know what his role is in the book, but he just disappeared. So <laughs> I went to the Walking Dead wiki. Uh-huh. Um, they say Luke, who is the name of the music professor guy. Luke, right. um, under season 11, all they say is Luke will appear in this season. Well, um, I mean, that's so yeah. apparently they're still going to use him at some point, but he just hasn't been used yet. Yeah, um, yeah but he's that's... still the right. He's still around. We just don't care about him. I that's guess. sort of like saying Jeffrey Dean Morgan will appear in Batman versus Superman. <laughs> he did for three <laughs> yeah. seconds. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. All right. Well, I mean. I thought overall it was a very good episode, and I I will say again, overall I'm very pleased with the way Angela Kang is is really. I don't know what she's a showrunner for season ten as well. I believe so. Yeah, I, I mean, to me it was a little bit of a slog sometimes, but I was kind of I kind of lost as as you've mentioned, kind of lost my energy for it, and then. Uh, um, I did pick up and I did get, I, I, it reminded me of Gotham season one. Uh, this yeah. is good. Eh, it's not so good. I'm really kind of hating this. Oh, it's pretty good. And all right. All right. Yeah. Uh, I, thought, I thought it did well. And, and I, I think she's, she's breathed some, uh, a good perspective in it. Scott Gimple took it. I think about as far as, as it was fresh while he was doing it. And, and um, I thought he did a great job really bringing it in line with the major themes of the book. But I think she's doing a, a great job, too. If this I agree. Is the, if this is the type of episode she's going to put out, I'm, I'm really encouraged. It's, it's really Me nice too. because this was such a big part of my uh, interest before. And then it just hasn't been... You know, it just hasn't been yeah. until recently until I started watching. I'm like, all right, I'm going to make myself watch this. 
And, and it uh, seems like they're really intent on going out in a bang and really giving us a full quality, well-rounded season with probably three mini storylines that they're just going to really yeah. try to knock each one out of the park as best they can and give all the long-term fans these little things we've been wanting to see. And it's, it's really cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm very happy about it and it, it, it really makes it, it makes it easier to, to, um, at least express, at least express in a sincere way, enjoying the show. Whereas before, when we were doing the podcast, we were like, okay, we have a show. Um, this happened and yeah, it was okay. Mixed bag, yeah. but, but no, yeah. I'm generally very pleased. Uh, the stuff that I don't like is in the grand scheme of things, kind of minor. One last kind of, um, thought provoking question, maybe a little bit here before we close things up. Um, mm-hmm do you think whether they do the movies or not that we're going to see Rick Grimes appear in any fashion by the end of the series on the TV show? I don't know. I, it would be good if they did, if they brought him back, like in the season finale, I, I mean, series like, finale. I feel like they would be doing a disservice. Oh, because it, it seems like they're, he's willing to come back for the movies at least. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and they keep making a point to mention like, yeah, the pandemic, the writing, you know, whatever has pushed things back, but we're still doing this full steam ahead. Everybody keeps reassuring. So they're making okay. a point to mention that. Maybe um, not then. But no, but I think, I think, I think he's tied into the universe. I think he's willing to come back. He just doesn't want to be fully on a TV show for that full long-term grind. Now that he has a young family and all that. So I, I think he's going to come back. Well, I, even if it's I, just like a um, kind of like a the way in his last episode they had mo- those mirages with Shane flash, and Herschel flashbacks, yeah, or flashbacks, or yeah. like, or maybe a character gets bit and they're seeing things, you know, so in some way, shape, or form, he's going to come back, well, if like, not actually in person because he's still kicking around. So, yeah, like we didn't mention it because I forgot about it, but remember, um, Rosita says she is having dreams about Abraham. And he's right. trying to tell her something. Right. I don't imagine that that's just the only time we're going to hear that. Or yeah. We're going to hear. I, I imagine that. I imagine that's setting up for possibly uh, Michael Cudlitz having a cameo appearance towards the end, which would be cool. Which would make sense too, because he's been still directing episodes and popping back in on set and doing conventions and stuff. So it's it's a shame that it's a shame that Herschel can't make another appearance Scott Green yeah. but um I but do I love though how touching it is that he got to do that and he got to see the finished episode before he passed and they said he teared up and cried watching it that was great like that's so cool that like if nothing else like it sucks that he had to leave us after that but like he got to see that completed and know what that would mean to us and it just touched him and just like that's that's cool i'm right there with you all right well that's our show this week um thank you gary of course thank you same here scott Uh, and again you can leave your comments and feedback by emailing us at twdpodcast at gmail.com or by posting a comment on our facebook page facebook.com forward slash walking dead podcast wait facebook's still a thing well, not for anybody over, not for anybody under thirty. <laughs> uh, um, and of course, there's never been a better time to be a geek. I don't believe that's the phrase, but uh, uh, a nerd. Rated nerd, yes. Yeah, so stay safe, stay safe, Hagerstown, Maryland. Hike.
Are you trying to throw me off by putting different towns in the notes? I know. I'm, Is that I'm like actually, a little game you play that you're just no, like? No, that's that's like that's <laughs> like me not copying and pasting. <laughs> That's our show for today. Thanks for joining us. Please take a moment and like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash walking dead podcast. If you like the show, let us know what you think. You can email comments and feedback to twdpodcast at gmail.com. You can also post comments on our Facebook page. The Walking Dead podcast can be heard at iTunes, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, and SoundCloud. If you're an Android user, you can also download a dedicated Android app at playerfm.com and the Google Store. Please help support The Walking Dead podcast by visiting our sponsor, audible.com, and signing up for your free, no-obligation trial membership at audibletrial.com forward slash dead. Many of our sound effects are provided courtesy of free SFX. Please check them out for all your sound effects needs at www.freesfx.co.uk. Once again, thank you for listening, and we'll see you back here for the next episode of The Walking Dead Podcast.